How many of you are familiar with the expression, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater? Most of us. Well, throwing the baby out with the bathwater means to get rid of something good, uh, some of the good parts as well as the bad when you're trying to improve something and make it better. It comes from getting carried away with uh, what might seem to be a good thing. The result of the enthusiasm is, of course, in reality, quite unfortunate. And Unitarian Universalism, many of those who did not grow up in this denomination come to be members either as the result of a realization that led them in a new spiritual or religious direction or because they've made a decision to get involved with the church again after spending some time not involved with the church. And it seemed like a safe place to start. Or you, we, they, us have discovered Unitarian Universalists on the heels of a negative experience with another religious or spiritual organization, institution, or tradition. In any of these cases, we may discover ourselves with zeal for our new outlook, a new understanding, a new perspective or realization. And in this zeal, we may easily be inclined to discard all things previous or contrary to the new. Whatever our history, we may think it only reasonable to reject the tenets, teachings, or materials that were a part of it in exchange for the new improved version. I remember coming to the understanding that to those in the church of my childhood, Loving your neighbor as yourself included far greater restrictions than I could have guessed. That sent me on a quest for deeper understanding and led me to question everything I thought I had been taught. Somewhere along the line, I read the book Beyond God the Father by Mary Daly, and concluded that I had to jettison the entire belief system and start all over again from scratch. Then sometime later, I monitored a graduate course at LSUS that was being taught by the then rabbi of B'nai Zion, uh, Michael Matchison. The course was in mysticism. And in this course, it was affirmed for me that mysticism is a part of almost every world religion, and each has its own vein or branch that is the mystical branch. And these branches seem to embody the spirit of the faith as much or more so than the letter of the faith. The thing I remember best from Michael's class was that he explained to us that for most people, the mystical experience is going to come 
out of the tradition of your childhood. This is not because the tradition of your childhood is better or uh, more uh, powerful or uh, accurate or true, but because we have deeper connections with those traditions that might go back to pre-words and we have an understanding about it that goes deeper than we can probably come to know another faith tradition. This is not to say that people can't have mystical experiences via other paths. It's just more difficult. Now, I realize that some of you have a particular disregard for esoteric notions and mystical ideas, practices. Some may find them completely irrelevant to a meaningful life. It's okay. You can relax because that's not my point. No matter what your personal heritage or history No matter what your current path, if you look at what we call the the sources of Unitarian Universalism, you will find that it's in there. Direct experience of the transcending mystery and wonder affirmed in all cultures. Words and deeds of prophetic women and men challenging us to confront injustice and transform evil with love. Wisdom of the world's religions to inspire ethical and spiritual life. Jewish and Christian teachings. Humanist teachings that counsel us to apply reason and respect the findings of science. Earth-centered traditions that celebrate the sacred circle of life and show us how to live in harmony with nature. Now, all of this is paraphrasing. It's not the original statements. Um, But they're all in there because they all have substantial value. Value not just for those who most closely identify with one particular source or another, but for each of us, every one of us. And I want to invite you to revisit any that you may have tossed aside for whatever reason along your journey. If you find that you're unable or unwilling to reevaluate those things from your past, whether the Torah, the Bible, the Quran, the Bhagavad Gita, the origin of the species, the humanist manifesto, songs, hymns, at least for the time being, that means that you're like a frozen stream and rigid. And that's not the way that one develops. Frozen streams thaw, and it's in the thawing that they come to nurture and help things grow. Remember what the Tao teaches. From the Tao Te Ching, Chapter 78, water is the softest and most yielding substance. Yet nothing is better than water for overcoming the hard and rigid. 
because nothing can compete with it. Everyone knows that the soft and yielding overcomes the rigid and hard. But few can put this knowledge into practice. Therefore, the Master says, Only he who is the lowest servant of the kingdom is worthy to become its ruler. He who is willing to tackle the most unpleasant tasks is the best ruler of the world. We hear it said in a lot of places by poets and philosophers and patriots that those who would lead must follow. There's more to learn by contemplating what we have cast off. When we've reached an impasse, making friends with our own old spiritual philosophical views is not going backwards. Just like a good scientific theory must encompass and explain the things that were covered before, the previous and pertinent theories, so our spiritual understanding eventually merges many things and builds up into that great ocean rather than rigidly standing unchanged. Leonardo da Vinci wrote, In time and with water, everything changes. So must our understandings. There are many, many beautiful things to be found in what we've made our trash the things we've discarded along the way. We may have thrown the baby out with the bathwater. And because the baby is such a significant thing, it warrants going back and seeing if the baby's there. To effectively participate in creating a more peaceful and just world Let's consider the practice and ways of water. Maybe then we will become the rising tide that lifts all boats. The refrain of our closing hymn comes from the Hebrew Testament, uh, the book of Amos, chapter 5, verse 24. And if someone could find Susan, that would be helpful. Let justice roll down like water and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. It's a lot to ask if we stay frozen, don't you think? <laughs>